We are back at it. Welcome back to the Pistols Firing Podcast. We are live on a Thursday, so don't forget on Thursdays we do a Facebook Live, kind of a live chat. We answer questions that you can post on the blog, but if you're listening right now to the podcast form, we welcome you as well. I'm Carson Cunningham, joined as always by Kyle Porter. Kyle, what's going on, man? Not much. Um, I felt like I was in college again today. I had to take my car to the shop, and it was like three miles away, so I rode my bu- rode my bike back home and that made oh. me, that made me feel like I was in college so you could be an adult and just take an uber <laughs> you know I, I honestly didn't even think about that uh, you, do, you, do you do uber at all yeah 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 but, well I do it when I'm uh, like going to golf tournaments like yeah I, uh, I, I use it all the time on the weekend just to, yeah not have to worry about going downtown and parking, and obviously, if you have a few pops, a few coops. A few, yeah, good, good you to, in there. You don't have to worry about it. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't even think about taking an Uber from the uh, from the car shop back home. Did you? Uh, did, when did you? When you turned, did you use like the proper hand gestures with in your bicycle that you were turning, like on the street and stuff? No, no. I'm sure I looked like a <laughs> fool. I, I think I almost got hit. Uh, I was listening to a podcast. It was it was not pretty. I don't need to be on the roads. So I don't think. You couldn't hear the horns blaring at you because you're listening to like Audible or yeah, yeah, some uh, podcast. Well, I mean, obviously, a uh, big game for OSU. Can't they have to be Kansas State to keep their Big Twelve title hopes alive? I think you and I will be focused more on the, the TCU game in the morning. That that should be fun to watch. But uh, we yeah. do want to get to the we do want to get to the mailbag. But do you have any uh, thoughts before we get to those those questions? Just on uh, this weekend. No. I feel like we do this thing with with Kansas State where it's like, oh, Kansas State, you know, Bill Snyder, oh, and it just seems like Oklahoma State's a lot better. I've been reading about Kansas State, you know, seeing what they've done against other teams, and maybe it'll be a close game. It it very well could be, you know, stuff happens in these games, special teams, you know, we saw it with West Virginia, but it just seems like a team that Oklahoma State should put up, you know, 50 or 55 on, and if you're Kansas State, can you... Can you keep pace with that? Can you match that? It doesn't. It doesn't feel like it. Now, who knows? You know that. That's just. That's kind of my thought about it going into the game. I feel like we have that same conversation though every single year, Kyle, and it doesn't matter almost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it's always a close game essentially. I mean, uh, wasn't the stat that OSU's been outscored or Mike Gundy's been outscored by Kansas State, even though he has a winning record against them? That that tells you that. OSU's won a lot of close games against Kansas State, and obviously they were they were blown out in 2014 up in Manhattan. Uh, I was at that game, but uh, you know I feel like it doesn't almost doesn't matter with K State. They're gonna give OSU problems. They always seem to. The running quarterback offense always seems to cause some trouble with the OSU defense. But I do think it's a little different this year. I think they they usually play them a little earlier in the season. I feel like I don't know that for sure, but it does feel like Kansas State's losing a lot of steam here down down towards the end of the stretch here. It seems like this is Bill Snyder's last year as well. And I, I expect OSU to cover the number. I think it's I think they're just too talented. And I think they need to keep winning, obviously, and and who knows? I mean, with committees and style points, like you need to blow them out if you're if you're Mike Gundy just to send a message. I mean, is is the is the college football playoffs still a uh... It sounds absurd to say out loud, but is there still a path for Oklahoma State to get the number four seed in the college football playoff? Probably not. But if you're Mike Gundy, you have to treat it as if there is. Tell your team as if there is. I mean, yeah, 
crazier things have happened. I mean, a two-loss team won the national title with less miles. So, I mean, now with the, now with the playoff, you know, even more teams can get in. But I, I don't see that happening. But right now, you just got to worry about beating Kansas State. So if you do that, then you basically have a bye week with Kansas, and who knows what can happen. Yeah. Go Red Raiders. Do you have your Cliff, do you have your cliff uh, T-shirt ready for Saturday? What's my clip? What's a cliff T-shirt? I don't know. These probably got some kind of bro shirt, or you know, with the with the. If I'm a Texas Tech blog, I'm making like Coach Bro shirts with his with his face. I think I have the uh, the Trader shirt they made for Baker Mayfield because I did a live shot for that game and I had to I had to show off the shirt. Look at what the Tech fans are doing with Baker yeah. coming back. I think I have that. I guess I could wear. I could wear that maybe, but yeah. Baker Baker already wore that and and just just. Just, just totally disrespected Tech and, and beat up on them. So, but no, I mean, <clears throat> I, you know, it seems like every day the optimism grows and grows and grows, and you almost forget that Tech stinks for a minute. Yeah. yeah. You look at all the problems TCU has, which we'll get into with some of these questions, and I don't know. <clears throat> I'm way more optimistic at this point right now than I was last Saturday when we knew that that's what OSU needed to happen. Yeah, I agree. Um, before we get into the questions, which we do need to get to, we also need to toast. Speaking of Coop, uh, it's time for the Coop Works Toast of the Week. Coop Works bring great tasting craft beer in Oklahoma City. Try the flagship F5 IPA, the bold DNR Belgian Strong Ale, or the refreshing Horny Toad Blonde. Uh, I, w- I hope that Texas Tech has a few Horny Toad Blondes this weekend. For your next watch party tailgate or get together with friends, enjoy cold Coop Works. And please remember to drink responsibly. Um, Carson, who's your toast this week? Uh, I'm not toasting an Oklahoma State player or coach. I'm going to toast an Oklahoma State fan. Uh, I met a guy guy named Casey McCormick recently. He listens to the podcast all the time. He's going away for the next few months months, uh, overseas. He's going to be flying in some hostile airways for the uh, National Guard. He couldn't tell me where. I always forget, like, they can't tell you, like, where they're going. He's like, that's classified. But uh, he's a loyal listener to the podcast, and uh, I want to toast him. I want to toast... an F5, that's uh, probably the one he would like the best, the IPA. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to get on my soapbox here about the national anthem or anything, but every time they play it, I get chills for a reason. I'm a There's no one on earth I respect more than our military, and uh, I want to give a toast to him for serving our country. And I still get chills during the anthem, and I think it's for people like Casey McCormick that uh, we do the national anthem. You know, he's going to be away from his family and friends for the holidays and he's serving our country he's a loyal osu fan he listens to the podcast so cheers a whole palette of f5s to uh casey mccormick yeah that's fantastic i, I was gonna toast like jerrell morrow and that it's like <laughs> it like rings hollow now so i'm just gonna i'm gonna double up on that i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna go um I, i'm gonna throw another palette of f5s in there and uh, that, that was a good one and you know I, I, I thought that one of the most like fun moments of the season so far was the was the planes flying over the uh, at Bedlam. I mean that was that was crazy. I, I had been in the stadium. I think they did it for the Georgia game in '09, and they've done it for some other games. But that was that was awesome. Like it was so cool. And then they bring the guys on the field afterwards, and or, or in the third quarter or whatever. So I'll I'll I'll, I'll do on to Casey as well. It was a, it was a cool uh, cool deal, Carson. Yeah, yeah, and he's he gets to do Thanksgiving and then leaves for, I guess, two or three months. So he's not going to know like how the football season plays out 
with OSU in real time. He, he, they do have TV over there, but it's going to be on delay. If, it's going to take them a minute to find out, you know, what happens with, you know, the Big 12 title game. He'll know probably if OSU's in or out, but if they're in, he's going to have to wait uh, overseas and see what happens between Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. So it's, Where, Where'd you uh, where'd you meet Casey? Uh, just a local, uh, I'm a local, uh, I'm a regular at a local establishment just down the street from my house. <laughs> And uh, he he, rec- he recognized me, and we've we've chatted a few times. He actually uh, we had talked before, but I saw him two nights ago, and I was just walking by him. He's like, "Hey, what what's up with OBJ?" And I kind of turn around. I'm like, "Excuse me, do I know you?" He's like, "He's like Tyron. Why isn't Tyron playing?" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember you now." Um, so you but, guys are uh, best friends now. Well, yeah. I mean, he he sees eye to eye with me on that. But uh, no, I, again, I. Like I am an avid supporter of the military, and it just—I don't want to go down that NFL road, but it—you know—the anthem means a lot to me, and I'm, I, people like him mean a lot to me as well. So I wanted to give him a toast. That was good stuff. Uh, if Casey is listening, just email us, and we'll send you—we'll send you a couple of T-shirts, just—just just because. So yeah, for your service, for, sure. for 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 everything. So um, okay, uh, do you want to get to some questions? Let's do it. Uh, I'll start off asking you a question. After last, this is from Eric with a K and a C, E R I C K. After last week's performance, do you think special teams has turned over a new leaf? Uh, no. I, I get. I don't. I don't know. Is Gundy involved? Is he still joking about that? I. I, I just. I mean, it's been. A, it's been all year, you know. And 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 this is one thing that, you know, coming into this season. I, or, or coming into the last couple of seasons, you, I feel like you could say Mike Gundy coach teams are going to be, they're going to be good on special teams. They're going to be good with details because they can't afford not to be right. Like they, they don't, they don't have the talent usually to overcome uh, being bad in, in at details. And now they, they are for whatever reason. Um, I mean, I guess maybe I, it's a little bit, I, I feel like I have more confidence in Amendola. I'll say that. Um, yeah. But I, I generally no, I, I don't. I don't feel super great about it. We have some really good questions on the Facebook chat. I don't know if you can see those as well, but but I agree with you. Uh, Amendola has like, it's funny like when the special teams just like does their job and it's not a catastrophe. You're like, oh, they're playing good, they're playing great. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how it looks like to you on TV, but in person at the last few games that I've been at, it seems like every kickoff that OSU makes it's not it's not deep enough obviously for a touchback it looks like they can be returned for a touchdown every single time and I think the return men they've faced haven't done a very good job so if if K-State has a guy that can return kicks pretty well they might be able to kick uh return a touchdown on one of those so is there is there is there another locket that returns kicks how many probably it's the great-grandson of one of the lockets is probably on the team (laughs) But uh, I mean, it's been better. It just ha- it hasn't been a disaster, but it-, it can probably turn a little sideways at any at any minute. Yeah, somebody gets out of their world. Mm-hmm. You're gonna ask me another? Qu- are you gonna ask me a question? Yeah, this time, yeah, right? yeah. No, I'll go. Uh, here's a question, and and this was kind of a a couple of people asked a variation of this. If Tech beats TCU. Does Oklahoma State try to play Kansas State more aggressively for style points, or does that not impact the way that they play? And then, kind of the, kind of the variation on that is if you're if you're, and we talked about this a little bit on Tuesday, but if you're Gundy, do you do you even do you want your team to know what happened in the Tech TCU game? 
Yeah, I think I think the answer to that is no. I think you get their mind off it. I think you get them to avoid that game altogether. And it was interesting. I, I went on the uh, the Warm Takes podcast with Evan Epstein and Bronson Irwin, and I asked them about yeah. that. I was like, what? I, go, I, know, I know you guys probably weren't in this exact situation, but there's been times where you've had to scoreboard watch for sure. How do you guys handle that? Is Gunny going to take their phones? And they, they kind of scoffed at it as if that's not something they look at before games. Like, they're they're oblivious to what's going on. Like, Evan even said, like, I was more concerned about what color Gatorade I was going to get than, like, what was happening in the Big 12. And I was like, well, that's true, but this game directly affects if you're going to the Big 12 championship or not, regardless of how yeah. you play. Yeah. And so I do think it's a distraction. I do think Mike Gunny will want to get them out of there early and, and warming up a little, maybe a little earlier than usual and get their mind off it. But uh, I don't think it's going to affect how they play. I mean, look, if they win, they're in the – they're in the Big 12 title game if that scenario plays out. So I don't think they're going to try to rack up style points, but I do think they're going to want to send messages to, you know, people that just read box scores. I think they're going to want to win handily. Uh, while I'm thinking about it, just get, just walk me through, because I've watched the GIF like a hundred times now, your Leonardo DiCaprio GIF. Walk me through <laughs> your, your thought process as you watch the uh, playoff rankings unfold on Tuesday. Well, I just, I wasn't watching live. I just, you know, I saw, I was doing the podcast with Evan and Bronson and then I saw the rankings and I just saw the top four, which at the time I didn't have a huge issue with the top four because that's all going to play itself out with Miami and Clemson. But then I see the two lost big 10 teams, Penn State and Ohio State, who have no quality wins. Ohio State got housed by Iowa, who scored 55 points. The same Iowa team had like 100 yards of offense against Wisconsin. Ohio State and Penn State have done nothing to deserve a top 10 ranking. They've beaten nobody. They're basically the same team. And it just it, it drives me nuts the love the Big Ten gets when they've been outscored 69 to nothing in the past two playoff uh, playoffs. It's like the league just gets credit for no reason at all, just because of the Big Ten. They've been around for a hundred years. It just it drives me crazy. And how many how many people on the committee, Kyle, do you think understand points per drive and like any metric other than scoring defense? It's not good. It's awful. It, like it, it's it's atrocious. And like, and at what point do we reward good offense and? and discredit bad offense. It seems like they only want to reward defense. Clemson's offense has stunk for a month. They're Iowa their de- State. Their Clemson's defense gave up. Yeah, they gave Clemson's up 35. Iowa State on offense. And they gave up 35 on defense recently. It's not like they're just this lights-out Alabama team on defense anymore. They're getting respect for last year more than what they've done this year. Uh, so it's just – it's. I, I told myself I wasn't going to get all fired up, and then I was just totally triggered, just just completely triggered. And just the gift was perfect to sum up how I felt about the committee. Mrs. Pistols is trying to come in. She needs to come in. Um, Put WD forty on that door yet? No, I can't. I, we can't afford it. Uh, people need to contribute to the to the site. I'm, no, I'm, kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. My biggest issue with the college football uh, playoff rankings on Tuesday was, and and this is not. I didn't feel as triggered because I feel like. I mean, I, it's annoying, but I this has sort of been true for the last three years of like, there's this moving target that you have to hit based on, and, and, and they sort of reverse engineer the narrative, right? They start at the end and then they work backwards and you're like, well, I, I, how do, I don't even understand like wh- where you're coming from, you know? 
And so they they go into it and they say, you know how many you know how many maybe I was worked up. You know how many top fifteen wins Clemson has? Of one college football. One Auburn. One. You know how many OU has? Three. Two on the road. Two on the road. And 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 their and their their narrative is well, Clemson's quarterback was hurt in the Syracuse game. That's insane. That's an insane narrative because all of a sudden you've incentivized teams. Well, you know, if if you're if you're Alabama and you're and you're like it's going sideways against Kentucky or or whatever, pull your guys, make it look like they had an injury, and everything's fine. Apparently, that's that's an insane way to decide who wins a national championship. <clears throat> and I I just felt like. I, I don't like defending OU just because it's OU, but for the sake of the Big Twelve, like OU's been OU's been pretty good this year, and they kept pointing to the loss to Iowa State. Guess what? Iowa State's pretty good. I want to see Iowa State and Ohio State play on a neutral field. You know, like I, I just well, that's the thing. Like I, I don't like the narrative of <clears throat> I just I, I don't like the narrative of. Oh, well, OU lost to Iowa State, so that's you know we gotta we gotta bump them. That's Clemson cool. lost. Clemson lost to a six-loss Syracuse, and they never they never led. This narrative that the Clemson quarterback was hurt, they never led that game. They were already trailing. The game was already in jeopardy. They were already down and out essentially. It's absurd. It's absurd. Syracuse gave up fifty-five to Wake Forest. They're they're terrible. Clemson has the worst. Clemson has the worst loss. And they don't have – they have two less quality wins in Oklahoma. There's no – Joel Klatt's been the only one speaking truth on this once again. Thank goodness for Joel Klatt or else the Big 12 would be looked at like the Mountain West as far as the committee's concerned. OU has the best resume out of anybody. And that includes undefeated they, teams. I thought they should have been number one. I think if they and, were – I yeah, I don't know. What have we heard the last two or three years? Well, it, it mattered – Bad losses don't matter as much as quality wins. That's what they've told us, and just that's what drives me crazy is the the narrative changes year to year, team to team, and we're already starting to see it with Ohio State. It almost doesn't matter what Ohio State does if they just win their terrible, awful, slow, horrible conference. <laughs> they're gonna get in the they're gonna get in the playoff. So it's well, I can cut two hours on the committee. I'm so triggered. Uh, <laughs> And this is this was my I, I I figured this out last I don't know two years ago whatever. It, it, the the committee goes into it and and I understand why they do this. They go into it with these preconceived notions of who the the best teams are, the most talented teams, and that's based on tradition. It's based on recruiting, and I think we all go into seasons like that. Uh, by the way, somebody said this was a couple of days ago. Somebody said, "Why isn't Florida State number one? They lost their quarterback for the whole year." Like they should be. Why? Why are they not in the playoff? I mean, but but like the guy was joking. But seriously, like it's if you if, well, you, ex, if you extrapolate it out. But my point is, if you're Ohio State, if you're Alabama, if you're Clemson, whatever, you don't you don't have to prove anything. Like you just have to go out and just maybe lose. You know, if you lose a game, they don't care. If you lose two games, they might not care. You just have to not disprove something so badly that where you lose five games and then, and then you're out of it because they already they're they're trying to select the four best teams. And this was the USC argument last year. Well, USC has got all these guys like that. Well, then why play the games? What's the point? It's not, it's not a meritocracy. It's just a, it's just a circus. I mean, it's crazy. 
Well, and back to the injury thing, OU lost their top receiver and running back in that Iowa State game. They lost six starters total. And as one of the questioners on the site uh, Seth says, do you think the committee considers the fact that OSU's entire offensive line was injured against TCU? That are they not going to look at that? Like, at what point is that slippery slope just turn into you know a, an excuse for everybody that it suffers one injury alone? You know, so it's just it's frustrating, and I don't even know if they believe half the stuff they say. I think they're just trying to justify where they put the teams that they like. Yeah. I would not want to be on that committee and have to face those questions. Think about how important scheduling, though, is, Carson. Think about if – and this is not an excuse. It's just a it's just a matter of scheduling. Think about if Oklahoma State – if the TCU game is this weekend for Oklahoma State and, and you flip it with the Kansas State game. So if, if Oklahoma State had played Kansas State in September and TCU right now, how much, how much different – would we be I mean they the, Oklahoma State would probably be nine and one and they would probably be beating T, a TCU team this weekend that's without its starting quarterback so all but but and and again that's the point it, the point is you got to play all the games and you got to play them with whoever your backup is whoever the third string guy is you got to go play them I don't want to hear about who's injured and who's not that is that is ludicrous and it, it just it undermines the legitimacy of your of your postseason uh, tournament. Yeah, I mean it's going to be fascinating to see. Like we're, you know, the playoff has worked out most years, but there's a real chance this could be a big mess. Like if Wisconsin wins out, that could be a real mess. Like the real doomsday scenario for Oklahoma, Kyle is. I want to hear it. Give it to me. Wisconsin wins out. Uh, Clemson wins out. Bama loses in the SEC title game. And you have, so you have Wisconsin's in, Clemson's in. Uh, I guess, in. assume Georgia's in. Then it becomes down to a one-loss Oklahoma and a one-loss Alabama. I think they take Alabama, even though Oklahoma has the better resume. Don't you? And, and, and would have won their conference. Man. Well, that's that the deal. Is, uh, OU, OU would have won their conference, and Alabama wouldn't have. But as we saw last year with the two Big Ten teams, Ohio State and Penn State, the resume seemed to matter more. But I don't know if they can leave out Oklahoma in that scenario. Because they would, they would have beaten be, TCU or OSU again in the Big 12 title game. That would be but a one-loss OU versus a one-loss Bama would be just insane. Especially because you... you like they're already saying right now they're saying Alabama greater than OU based on what they've done. And I don't agree with that. Who's what's Alabama's best win at Mississippi state. Was that their best win last week? Yeah. I mean, maybe Florida state with a healthy quarterback. I, I don't know, but I, it, whatever we let's, let's move on to some more questions. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Chances of the Texas Tech upset? What do you say? Uh, this is from Chris Stover. Uh, what do you think? What percentage chance do you give uh, Texas Tech pulling it off? I mean, I think it's 50-50, don't you? I think that – well, I'm saying that based on the information that I have that I think TCU's backup quarterback is going to play. Um, I don't know. TCU's defense is pretty good, but they're also missing what two two linebackers, I believe, are questionable for Saturday. So, I, I really, I really do think it's fifty fifty. 
Well, what we saw against Oklahoma, granted Oklahoma has the best offense and the best quarterback, is they struggled to keep up. They struggled to, you know, TCU's played in front so many times this year that they can just move the chains, stay out in front, run the football. They lost their starting running back as well. And what we saw against, you know, Iowa State and Oklahoma is they got down and had to play from behind. And that was not conducive at all to Kenny Hill and, and TCU. Now, the big question is, is Kenny Hill being out a good thing? And it seems to me, Kyle, the word out of Fort Worth is that he could probably play, but they really want to play the Robinson guy instead. They're not, I guess they're not happy with Kenny Hill. They finally finally turned into a pumpkin, I guess. And um, seems like they're going to play a true freshman on the road, which would be scary. But this guy is a really highly tied recruit. Maybe he's Mason Rudolph. Who knows? Well, and that is what it sounded like. I mean, Gary Gary Patterson's quote on it was kind of weird in that he was basically like he, he sounded like he was coaching like a two and eight team. And it was like, well, we need to get ready for next year. And it's like, wait, wait a second, you're you're eight and two. Like, I, I it, it was it was bizarre the way that he phrased it. So, I don't know. I have I have an all world question here. I, I think it's gonna be interesting. I, I think Tech has a chance. They have a top ten offense. We'll have to find out. I don't know. I mean, I, it's going to be—it's way more interesting than I thought it would be. But we have an all-world question here from loyal uh, Facebook Live commenter Chance Stokes. <laughs> he says, uh, "What do we need to do to get a turnover badge or a turnover pistol similar to Miami's turnover chain? <laughs> or what? What? What object would you pick for them to have as a turnover object? Like a like a turnover mullet? I've got the idea." Turnover cowboy hat. Once you get off the field, you take off your helmet, you put on the, the cowboy hat. I like that. With you have with, the badge on the with front. With a badge on it, yeah. Yeah, badge on the front. Yeah. Turnover, turnover uh, lid. Turnover cowboy hat. Yeah. So that, that has the same ring ring to it, but the turnover hat. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Did you see the uh, Ohio State wrestling pin thing? The pin chain. No. It was. It was. It was like Did a you? knockout. <laughs> yeah. Somebody. Somebody was. Somebody tweeted about it or something. I think Darren Ravel tweeted about it, but it's like this, it's like an O, and if you pin, if, if, if at their duels, if you pin your guy, you get to wear it or something. Sounds fun. It's not, it's, yeah, it's not as cool. Not as cool as a cowboy hat. <laughs> yeah, I like the cowboy hat. Would it, but would it be, would it be too much like the hat that uh, OU and Texas get at the... That thing's made of gold, it's metal. Like, just, just get a real legit cowboy hat with, you know, maybe it's orange, an orange know. one, yeah, that'd be awesome. Would that be too hokey? No, I'm in. I love it. Okay. Uh, I got a question here. This is from Will Close on Facebook. Who would you rather play if Oklahoma State makes a New Year's Six Bowl? Uh, and and we'll open this up beyond what he says. You can you can you can pick who you want in whatever bowl you want. But he said Notre Dame in the Cotton or USC in the Fiesta. Oh, I want USC in the Fiesta. Give me USC <laughs> in the Fiesta. Mainly, mainly because it's not the Cotton Bowl. Like, you know, they 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 play in Jerry World for the Big Twelve title game if they make it there. Like, yeah, it's an it's an arena they played in before. Selfishly, I'd rather go to the desert myself. Uh, I think Notre Dame is a more winnable game. I think USC is better than Notre Dame. But um, if I could pick anybody. Give me, give me Penn State. Give me. I don't care where we play. We can play it in Happy Valley for all I care. Wait, you but, think you think you think USC is better than Notre Dame? Yeah. Didn't Notre Dame beat them by like thirty? Oh, they already play. I don't know if they played yet or not. Hold on, let me look it up. 
So you want to play? You want to play Penn State and have yeah. Notre Notre Dame won forty nine to fourteen over USC. <laughs> okay, maybe maybe they're better than USC. Uh, but it was more so uh, more so the location and playing a Pac twelve team. But I want to play a Big Ten team. I want to end this nonsense of the Big Ten getting all this love and respect. I want to see the Big Ten have to defend an NFL level quarterback which they do not see in that awful, horrible, slow, pathetic, boring league. I want to see Penn State have to defend Mason Rudolph and those receivers. And I want to see Justice Hill score and run over to Saquon Barkley and do the championship belt to Saquon Barkley. That's what I want to see. <laughs> give, me a, give me a big ten. Give me a slow big ten team, Kyle. That's what I want. Who do you want to see? I'm with you. I don't want the cotton. Well, I do want the cotton bowl because I would just drive over to it and cover it. But I don't want it because it's the. It, it almost feels like. I mean, we're we're getting greedy here, but it almost feels like the Alamo Bowl. You're just like, oh, whatever. Like I've done, you know, done that, been there. Um, I would like to see Penn State and like the Peach Bowl. Big stadium. Yeah. Both team. Both teams would try. I mean, Penn State has a lot more people, but both teams would travel well. I just think it'd be fun. I think it'd be awesome. Uh, yeah, the Peach Bowl, no, the the Orange Bowl has a uh, has a conference tie-in. The Orange Bowl gets an ACC team and then like an SEC or a Big Ten or something like that. But the Peach Bowl is an outlarge. So is the Cotton. So is the Fiesta. I'd be fine with Fiesta, but I just you know I I hope they I hope this team in this year doesn't end up playing North Carolina State in the Campion World Bowl. That, that's just such a that's such a bummer of an ending to the year. No matter, no matter if you know how it plays out, I, I would just hate for them to to finish like that. Yeah, for sure. Got any more questions? Uh, I don't. I don't have any. Um, we got a Baker Mayfield question. I'm sure people want to hear us talk about that. Somebody yeah, said a serious. cowboy hat, a cowboy hat with a sheriff badge and a built-in mullet. <laughs> like a Halloween costume, basically. Uh, what do you, here, here's a good one. Um, uh, let's see here. I've lost it. Uh, okay, this is from Cody Palacios. The more likely scenario that pushes the college football playoff to eight teams, Ohio State being left out, or Bama if they don't make it to the SEC title game. Wait, say that again. Ohio State being left out or what? Or Bama if they like lose to Auburn and don't make it to the big to the SEC title game. That's another scenario where they could have one loss. They lose to Auburn, don't play for the SEC. Uh, they could still be sitting there at one loss for the committee to pick them. But how do you think the te- how do you think it gets pushed to eight teams? Would, is my would, my question. Wouldn't that be Wouldn't that be what happened to Ohio State last year? Because Auburn has two losses already. If they go and win the SEC. They would be uh, eleven and two. Alabama would be eleven and one. Those were the same records as Ohio State and Penn State last year when Ohio State got selected ahead of them. But they're not going to leave a two-loss Auburn team Penn, out there. Penn State had two losses, though. That was the difference. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Auburn has two losses already. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, whoever wins the SEC title games in, like that's not a debate. But would you put Auburn in over Alabama if if Auburn has two losses and Alabama just has one? Yes, because one of Auburn's this this is different because Penn State lost to Michigan last year. They they lost to Clemson, who was probably gonna if Clemson's still in the playoff, you can argue 
We lost to Clemson. And who else did Auburn lose to? LSU. Oh, well, never mind. Uh, I think you got Yeah, you're right. I didn't think about it that way. And I think, to your point, I think Auburn should be the team that gets in. But shouldn't Penn State have been the team that got in last year? The whole thing's insane. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, I think – I don't know. I think either one, either one of them getting left out is going to help help push it towards that. I just think that you have to have some sort of meritocracy in which you know you can tell your team all year, if we do this, then this happens. You can't do that right now. You can't say if we win. So your only goal as a coach right now is win your conference. That's it. Like you can't even you can't even make goals beyond that because you don't know what's going to happen. And I just feel like that's so unfair to the teams, the players, the coach, everybody, the sport, the us, you know, the fans. It just is I, – I hate that. And so I think, you know, maybe one of these years we get – what happens if we get five 12-0 conference champions? <laughs> the, the, what do, what do you yeah. do then, you know? And something Shut like that is going to happen, and, and it's going to be like, okay, well, we have to go to eight. Like it's just – there's no other way. Or six or whatever. Well, OSU, we can mark it down. Whenever that year comes, OSU will be that fifth undefeated team, and they'll get left oh, yeah. out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, let's okay, talk Utes uh, and get on out of here. Yep, let's get to this week's uniform preview brought to you by Chris's University Spirit, your one-stop, shop on, your one-stop cowboy shop on Campus Corner. And be sure to shop online at chrisuniversityspirit.com. Um, okay, what's your uni preview, Carson? Yeah, this is tough. I mean, uh, they threw a big curveball by bringing the brand back last last week or two weeks ago in Bedlam. Um, they haven't incorporated much black at, up in that point until now, so I'm, I'm still going to stick with a lot of black. I'm going to go same helmet they wore in Bedlam, the brand, matte black, orange jersey, black pants. What? Keep it simple, stupid, and um, go B.O.B., I think I'm gonna go uh, black, black, orange. That's one of their, one of the ones they like uh, with the brand. Is it or the? Uh, yeah, they've worn it. They've worn it. Like I think they've worn ever. it against Kansas. St- I think they've worn it against Kansas State, though. Yeah, they've only worn it twice in seven years, so it's not like they're one of their okay. favorites. So, <laughs> black with the badge, helmet, black jersey, orange pants. I like it. Both of those would look awesome. But I think yeah, be great. that's what we want. That's what we want to see, and that's what we think. But I could also see them wearing white, orange, white again, just to torture us. Why? What, why, why, why wear it you, five uh, times already? Like they already have, or three times. <laughs> uh, as long as they're not wearing the bowling ball helmet, then I'm good to go. Uh, okay, let's hear one more time from our sponsor, Chris's University Spirit. I know you got to get going, Carson, and we will come back and. Uh, make our picks for the Kansas State game. Chris's University Spirit on Campus Corner in Stillwater, Oklahoma is proud to be your one-stop cowboy shop since 1986 and proud sponsor of this podcast, Pistols Firing. They specialize in custom-printed Oklahoma State apparel and merchandise and pride themselves on their excellent customer service. They also offer a full line of custom Greek apparel and can even outfit your Little League team head-to-toe. They're located at the corner of 3rd and Knobloch on Historic Campus Corner. You can follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 
And be sure to shop online at chrisuniversityspirit.com. Shop Stilly, shop Chris's University Spirit. Okay, Carson, uh, what's your pick for this? The line is up to, I think, 20 and a half, by the way. Uh, what's your pick for this weekend? Yeah, I uh, I like that line. I like it for OSU. I think they're going to pretty much handle Kansas State. I think they know that their goals are still in front of them. They, they will have everything in front of them when they kick off. They won't know what's happened in Lubbock. And they just have too much firepower for Kansas State. Kansas State's going to score a little bit, but they're going to have trouble keeping up with Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's defense, I feel like, plays better at home than they do on the road, uh, except Bedlam notwithstanding. But uh, So I'm going to go OSU 49. They flirted with 50 just about every game lately. I'm, yeah. I'm going to go 49. 49-24 is my pick. So they, they cover, and uh, they, they get a dominant win, and... I think Tech's going to beat TCU. I think we're getting Bedlam Part 2. I'm, I'm feeling it. That would be fantastic. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, God, it's so hard to pick something that's not a close game. I think that they've won five, time, five of the last seven, and the average winning margin is five points. The average over that time is five points. So i just i i don't know i i think it matters that they're getting them late in the year i think that it matters that kansas state's on like their third quarterback although it didn't matter in 2015 but i i think this i think this 2017 team is is i don't know about a lot better but at least a little bit better than that 2015 team so i'm gonna say 45 21 oklahoma state uh i think they cover and i don't i don't know i i still feel like tcu is gonna gonna or I still feel like Tech is going to find a way to get to, you know, give it away. Um, they stink. It, it does. I think. I think if you if you pull it back at like thirty thousand feet, it makes like like a, a macro view. It makes sense that we would get Bedlam Part Two, just the end of Baker's career, the end of Rudolph's career. It just you know that's how you want to go out. But I just I don't know. I don't I I don't actually think it's going to happen. I hope it does, but I don't. Yeah. Know. Yeah, I mean, if they were playing, you know, West Virginia on the road, you'd feel a lot better about their chances. Even at Kansas State or something. Even like that. at Kansas State, just Tech is just seemingly at their wits' end with just, with Cliff yeah. Kingsbury. But and they're, they're again, he's coaching for his job, Kyle. It's a kitchen sink game. You know, I'm sure Gundy's written some handwritten notes to Cliff this week saying. <laughs> I know you wish you were as good looking as me, Cliff, but uh, you're not. And could you go ahead and beat TCU, please? I mean, my concern is Shemanek against that against that TCU defense. I mean, what, yeah. what's that going to look like? You know. Well, their, their only hope is to just outscore them. I mean, just to just light them up with their offense. And you know, I mean, again, Tech or TCU has a really good defense, but I think as you saw against Oklahoma, some spread concepts can give them some some trouble if the quarterback makes the right decisions and. Shimanek's had a few good games. I don't think he's very good. I think he's like they they could plug in a lot more quarterbacks in that system and do better than they have so far. But they still are ranked in the top ten in offense, so they got a, at least a puncher's chance. It's just a matter of do they get you know a few bounces go their way early, and that's when things can really kind of turn in their favor. I'm gonna be a more more emotionally wrapped up in that game than I am the the Kansas the Oklahoma State. Oh yeah, just think how demoralizing that second half is going to be for OSU if, if TCU's already won. Just yeah. What are they playing for at that point? Well, and, and 
it reminds me a little bit two years ago Baylor and TCU played the the day before Bedlam. It was that the 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 uh, flood game. You know, it was just flooding in Fort Worth, and uh, Oklahoma State needed TCU to win to 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 be playing for the Big Twelve title against OU. TCU oh, yeah. TCU won and and uh, they played for the Big Twelve title. So it reminds me a little bit of that. They need the opposite outcome this time, but that's kind of what it feels like. Is it going to monsoon in Lubbock? Can we check the weather report? I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if we want that. I don't know what we want. I know <laughs> that's true. So, okay. Well, what uh, what are you doing this weekend? You being I'll be in Stillwater. Yeah, awesome. I'll be up there for that game. Uh, looking forward to it. Uh, I don't think it'll be as rowdy as it was for Bedlam, but uh, it's always fun to get up to Stillwater. So I'm looking yep. forward to that game, and you know, hopefully, I'll be making some travel arrangements to Dallas and Jerry World. We'll see yep. though be awesome okay carson uh enjoy the weekend and we will talk to you uh next week sounds good man we'll see ya see ya